Welcome to On The Way, where we walk through scripture in episodes that are short enough that you can listen to them on the way to your destination and deep enough to help you on the way to becoming who God created you to be. We are being sanctified. We've not yet reached perfection. We are not yet in heaven, but we are on the way. Welcome to episode 35 of On The Way. Today today we're doing Luke 14 and 15. In this section, we're going to see Jesus continue to encounter outsiders. They're sick people, poor people, blind people, lost people, Samaritans, tax collectors, and on and on. They're all outsiders. And Jesus is irrationally generous to them. People keep wanting to discard them, reject them, or forget about them, but Jesus keeps loving them. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. The, the first story is a man with swollen arms and legs, and Jesus healed him. But he did it on the Sabbath again. So all the religious leaders got mad again. In fact, he did it while he was a, at a dinner at a Pharisee's house. And, and he noticed that everyone was trying to sit at the head of the table. So Jesus gives this advice to them. Take the lowest place at the foot of the table. Then when your host sees you, he will come and say, friend, we have a better place for you. Then you will be honored in front of all the other guests. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Luke 14, 10 through 11. Then Jesus says, when you put on a luncheon or a banquet, don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich neighbors, for they will invite you back and that will be your only reward. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then at the resurrection of the righteous, God will reward you for inviting those who could not repay you. Luke 14, 12 through 14. God is the God of outcasts, of the least of these, of people who recognize their need for him, humble themselves, and follow him. Jesus keeps throwing metaphorical banquets for people, for humble people, and rejecting proud people. Here's another one. Another guy didn't invite the least of these to his banquet. He invited a bunch of important people, but none of them came. So then he invited a bunch of outcasts, and they were so excited to come. The guy who was throwing the banquet said, Go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come, so that this house will be full. For none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. Luke 14, 23 through 24. I'm pretty sure he's talking about the Jews here. They were God's chosen people, but they turned from God. They were invited to the banquet, but they didn't come. So God extended the invitation to everyone else. Why? Because he wants his house to be full. Come as you are. Why is humility so important to Jesus? Why does Jesus keep saying that poor people, that outcasts, are more likely to follow him? It's because pride gets in the way. Verse 25 through 33 tells us that following Jesus requires us to turn our back on the world and everything we once put our faith in and completely follow him. But don't just say you'll follow. Do the math first. Count the cost. If you say you'll follow Jesus, then give up and and go back to your old faith in yourself, faith in other people, or faith in the law, faith in possessions, then you'll fall away. 
If you set out to build a house, make sure you can finish it before you start. If you go to battle, make sure that you can win before you fight. What good is an unfinished building? What good is a destroyed army? What good is a follower of Christ who doesn't actually follow Christ? Jesus uses this analogy. What good is salt that loses its flavor? Don't just pray a prayer of salvation and call it good. Christ followers actually follow Christ. Then chapter 15 continues the theme of God being the God of outsiders. It says, Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that, they, that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them, Luke 15, 1 through 3. Then Jesus tells them three of the most famous parables in the whole Bible. The parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the lost son. This is the only time in scripture that Jesus uses three different parables to illustrate the same thing. Apparently, he really wanted to make sure we got it. The first story is about a shepherd who left 99 of his sheep to find one sheep that had wandered away. It's pretty easy to make the connection here between the shepherd and God. God's priority is lost people. If our priority isn't lost people, we're not on mission. Let me say that again. If we are following Christ's mission, our number one priority is lost people. Then Jesus talked about a woman who lost one of her 10 coins. She tore the house apart looking for it. And when she found it, she threw a party. And here's the key. Jesus said, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. Luke 15, 10. I love a lot of what we do in the church, but everything else has to be secondary to reaching lost people. The third story is the most famous story. Many people call it the story of the prodigal son. A father has two sons. One takes his inheritance early, runs away from home, parties, lives the sinful life he'd always fantasized about living, but he runs out of money. Now he's hungry. He can't even get his boss to let him eat pig slop. So finally, he ran home to his dad, and instead of rejecting him, his dad ran to him, hugged him, and kissed him, and threw a party for him. Meanwhile, the other son, who had stayed faithful to his dad, gets jealous. So the father said to the jealous son, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So let's summarize. In each of these stories, there's something in the wrong place and something in the right place. First, there's the lost sheep. What's in the wrong place? Well, the shepherd is God and we are the lost sheep. Then there's the lost coin. What's in the wrong place? What's in the right place? The woman is God in the right place and we are the coin. Then there's the lost son. What's in the wrong place? What's in the right place? The Father is God, and the Son is us. The shepherd's focus is on what is in the wrong place. The woman's focus was on what is in the wrong place, the coin. The Father begged God to bring the Son back to him. He focused on what was in the wrong place, and God brought the Son back to him. Jesus finds us in the wrong place, and he says, follow me. Wow, what an incredible passage.
Okay, that gets us to the end of chapter 15. If you're getting together with a group to discuss this episode, we've included some discussion questions in the show notes. And if you have time, spend a few moments in prayer before your gathering. Ask God to use these passages to form you into the person He created you to be. Thank you for joining me for this episode of On the Way. Here are the discussion questions for this episode. Number one, Jesus constantly told His followers to humble themselves. Why is pride so detrimental to our faith? Luke 14.10 Number two, Luke 14.28 tells us to count the cost before we choose to follow Jesus. What is the danger of following Christ without recognizing what it might cost you? Luke 14.28 Number three, Jesus tells three stories in Luke 15 to illustrate the importance of saving lost people. Do you believe churches in America work hard enough to reach lost people? Luke 15.10 Number four, the older brother in the story of the lost son gets jealous when the father celebrates the return of the prodigal son. What is his jealousy meant to illustrate in the church? Luke 15.29-30 Number five, there are many lessons we can learn from the story of the prodigal son. Which lesson stands out to you most? Luke 15.24